1: didn't know really, tonight i'm jamie east and this, this is the smart good morning everybody it's wednesday the 2nd of november and it's eating healthy day and a big happy birthday to lucy hawking danny cipriani david Schwimmer, and nelly Noella Braverman's week's going from bad to worse as she's faced backlash over the overcrowded Manston migrant centre and now her immigration rhetoric as well. Fresh from the security breach controversies, the newly reappointed Home Secretary got herself into hot water by describing Channel migrants arriving on the south coast as an invasion. But it's not just the opposition calling her out. She's received criticism from her own party as well, with Tory MP William Hague making his position clear on the issue. It's not a word I would have used, no. But Invasion is what Russia is doing to Ukraine, and uh, so that that means something different. I think it is an enormous problem, though. You know, nearly forty thousand people now this year, organised by criminal gangs. That is a really serious problem. And even the Minister of State for Immigration, Robert Jenrick, pitched in against his boss. He's also taken in a Ukrainian refugee family himself, so he had a bit to say on the matter. I would never Mm demonise people coming to this country in in pursuit of a a better life, Uh, and I understand and appreciate Mm -hmm. our obligation to refugees. And while all this was going on, Chief Inspector of Prisons Charlie Taylor visited Manston Migrant Centre and said if it was a prison, he'd be gravely concerned about the conditions.
0: I would be horrified if I went into a prison where prisoners didn't have mattresses, Mm -hmm. where prisoners didn't have flushing lavatories where prisoners didn't have uh, telephones that they could stay in touch with family and friends. Those are three things that we see at Manson's.
1: With COP27 starting this weekend and the ongoing energy crisis, there's been a new focus on the profit margins being produced by energy companies. After BP's recent eye-watering profits of $8.2 billion, £7 billion, there are renewed calls on the government to extend the windfall tax on oil and gas companies. The oil giant's profits have skyrocketed after seemingly managing to capitalise on both a war in Ukraine and the poverty of millions. And Joe Biden's already taken a proactive stance.
0: Rather than increasing their investments in America or giving American consumers a break, their excess profits are going back to their shareholders and they're buying back their stocks, So the executive pays are going to skyrocket.
1: Give me a break! Enough is enough. Meanwhile, Greta Thunberg made an appearance on the One Show to address the climate crisis. You won't catch her at COP27, though. The climate activist said she'll skip next month's summit in Egypt, criticizing it as a forum for greenwashing.
0: There is just no no option of giving up. I don't see that as an option. So it's just we have to continue.
1: Russian claims that Ukraine's planning to use a dirty bomb in the occupied territories has now led to the International Atomic Energy Agency visiting sites in Ukraine to check for radiation. There are also fears the Russian president could use nuclear weapons as his forces continue to lose territory in Ukraine, which they captured earlier on in the invasion. But Boris Johnson says Vladimir Putin would be crazy to escalate things.
0: He will not want to lose those. And my question was, do you fear that he could use a tactical nuclear weapon? I don't, I don't, think, he, I don't think he will. I think it'd be crazy to to do so.
1: Meanwhile, President Zelensky said that Russian forces have seriously damaged about 40% of Ukraine's energy infrastructure with missile strikes and drone attacks. But despite this, the former Chief of General Staff, Lord Danet says the Ukraine people's resolve remains unshaken. If he thinks that he's going to break
0: the Ukrainian people's will, um, I think most commentators, all commentators, um,
1: would actually agree that this is just not going to work. Uh, the Ukrainians are very committed. <laughs> Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro finally made an appearance on Tuesday evening. He lost the presidential election late on Sunday night to Lula da Silva and his failure to concede has led to protests and blockades from his supporters. When he finally did speak, he didn't formally concede and is still not called a winner. He did, however, commit to following the Constitution and Brazil's Supreme Court released a statement after his speech which said that he had in effect formally conceded. I want to start by thanking the 58 million Brazilians who voted for me on October 30th.
0: As President of the Republic and a citizen, I will continue to fulfill all of the commandments of our Constitution.
1: Still to come on the Smart 7, Champions League highs and lows, and an unlikely I'm a celeb contestant that hits the headlines. Right after this.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
1: Tuesday night saw the final games of the group stages of the Champions League for Liverpool, Spurs and Rangers. Spurs travelled to France to take on Marseille, needing at least a point, while Rangers were hoping for a big win to secure Europa League action. With manager Antonio Conte watching from the stands, Spurs left it very late to win the game, with a 94th-minute goal putting them 2-1 up and finishing top of the group. Rangers lost 3-1 to Ajax and finished the group stage with no points. Liverpool, however, faced Napoli, also hoping for a big win, and they got it, finishing 2-0 winners with 15 points in the group for Jurgen Klopp's 400th game in charge. boys played a good game, they just played a good game, very a lot of courage, I saw the bravery just go in the challenges, make a proper fight of it, and yeah, and then two set pieces bring us, bring us the three points, and 15 points in the Chelsea group is absolutely insane. Have you ever wanted to see Matt Hancock eating a kangaroo penis? I have. Well, now's your chance. The I'm a Celeb lineup has been announced, and this year it's getting political. The former health secretary is the 12th contestant entering the jungle. He's already had the whip suspended for signing up to the ITV show, and now he'll have to also face the gruelling Bush Tucker trials. And Anne Widdecombe sounds like she'll be voting for him. The MEP and former Tory politician is not impressed.
0: Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no serving MP should disappear onto a reality program, whether it's Big Brother, whether it's Strictly, whether it's the jungle, for weeks on end, which is what it is, unless, of course, he gets kicked out early.
1: It's a fairy tale, but not as you know it. Fifteen years after Giselle got a fairy tale ending in Disney's Enchanted, Amy Adams returns to the role in the upcoming sequel, Disenchanted. But she's learning happily ever after isn't all that it seems. The princess and her husband, played by Patrick Dempsey, leave New York and move into the suburbs, where Adams transforms into the villain after a wish goes horribly wrong. You can catch the fantasy movie streaming on Disney Plus from the 24th of November. As you can see, Giselle, everyone has their place once you found where you fit. And can be whatever you wish. I
0: wish for a fairy tale life.
1: Remember. Happily ever after, it's not always that easy. Ah! This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Have a great day. Written, produced, and published by Daft dollars
0: Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is,